it's sent away, breakaway, Corey Perry scores! Oh, the old lead killer has struck again, and it's 2-1 Blackhawks. Goff, looking deep, wants it all, Jamison Williams looking for the ball, got it! Touchdown! 47 homers, a career best for Schwarber in the regular season. Now Harper deep into right center, and he'll watch this one fly! Second home run of the inning! Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. go Saul 30 for October 17th 2023 good morning welcome to the Kevin Carrier show it's a little chillier today than yesterday six degrees looking for a high of 12 then it's nice the rest of the week and boy here she comes little snow in the forecast for early next week and it is game day in Nashville as I used to say in that old movie it's draft day but it's game day in Nashville Oilers 0-2 taking on the Nashville Predators coming in at 1-2 and and the big storyline today is the return of one time Nashville Predators defenseman Matthias Ekholm came over last year in the deadline deal so to speak 800 almost 800 games played for the Predators, an absolutely wonderful career to date. Uh, 14 years with the Preds, saw the franchise grow and grow, got to the Stanley Cup final in uh, 2017. Remember those shots, man? They had the aerial shots of Broadway, uh, which uh, incidentally is where Mark Spector hang out hung out last night. Uh, we'll talk to Speck at 8 o'clock. Uh, text line is open, 1-833-401-1440. Uh, 1-833-401-1440. Uh, we will uh, probably have our morning roll call with our standard group of uh, fellas that like to just say hello. We'll get to them in a second. Um, so Oilers uh, 0-2 to start the year. Nashville 1-2. Saw a couple of maybe shufflings of the lines yesterday at practice. And hopefully uh, Vander Kane can get going. Uh, kind of slow start, to say the least, for Evander Kane. But obviously he's got all the tools to pull it together quite quickly. Uh, we will probably see him start with uh, Leon Dreisaitl. And... Uh, Connor McDavid. So big opportunity here for Evander Kane to kind of get things going. Uh, the Pillmen, good morning, gentlemen. Happy game day. Stair Farmer, good morning, gentlemen. Go Oilers, go. Thanks, guys, for checking in as you do every day. Uh, how about Rockford? Tyson Berry will score tonight. Bucket. Of course, Berry was the uh, other uh, part going uh, to the Nashville Predators in the trade amongst draft picks and Reed Schaefer and things like that. So, uh, But Matthias Ekholm, you know, he was talking yesterday, and we're going to hear some uh, sound of uh, Matthias yesterday uh, in the Oilers' dressing room. After uh, a little bit here, maybe in the 7.20 uh, hour or uh, part of the hour, and, uh, you know, there's not a lot of guys left, but it's the training staff. It's guys like that. Some of the old 
ushers. And those are the guys that, you know, when you're walking to the rink and you see them and you go, you know, they always say, you know, good afternoon, good morning, da 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 These guys are part of your day and you're, they're part of your daily routine. And that's some of the things that you, you miss the most, I think, uh, as a player going back and leaving and, and seeing that. Um, we welcome in the Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas. Another busy night for you last night, Monday Night Football. Not yeah. a bad game. No, it wasn't. And uh, Connor Halley was out at the Canadian Brew House mm-hmm. Fort Saskatchewan location, so I'd popped over there uh, briefly just to no, say hello and watch. Sur- uh, Here, let, let me put on my surprise face. Was there? You must. Have, was there a, a free bevy involved? There was one. <laughs> I, I, I indulged in one uh, one pint of uh, one pint of the the Bud Heavy. And what Connor and I did last night was that we'd been talking about it on Fantasy Frenzy for the past week or so. Was trying the cauliflower wings. So the uh, substitute we. We talked about it, and we were debating between, you know, those and all meat bites and traditional wings, and we are getting lots of texts in, and everyone's saying they're actually really good. You, they taste the same, yada, yada. So we said, okay, we have to try them. And? They're fine. Okay. I, you're never going to try Okay, okay are you going to have them again tonight? No. Okay, well, there you go. And there you go, right? And so, like, are they are they edible? Are they potable? 100%. Okay. Um, I'm sure Connor maybe kind of wanted to throw his up by the end of the night watching the Chargers uh, hmm. throw that pick on the, uh, the yeah. last drive there, but... Tough that was one. bad blocking on those last two plays. That was probably the yeah. worst Justin Herbert has played all year. Yeah. Uh, he had lots of open throw opportunities and sailing guys over, and they know he's still battling the finger injury on his mm-hmm. non-throwing hand. But you, they, the Chargers had a chance to win that game, and they just couldn't really get the job done. So Yeah, for sure. You know, one thing that I've kind of noticed right away as a radio show host uh, after 33 years of television. Uh, text line one 401 RBS checks in. Morning, fellas. Let's go oil. Uh, sent us off a, a note this morning. One thing that I've noticed is that over the course of, you know, being in broadcasting a long time, you listen to a lot of guys that say, oh, yeah, I watched this game last night. I watched this game last night. Yeah, hey, did you see this game? Well, it's impossible. Um, last night there were three really good games on all at the same time. So unless you're PVRing these games and watching them all, you know, in from start to finish, it's not happening. And then, oh, yeah, and then I had my son's minor hockey game and we went to this and we went to that. And then I watched, uh, we started watching Yellowstone. My wife and I had watched three episodes of Yellowstone. Well, Give me, it's not working. There were three games last night that were just awesome, you know, that you wanted to watch. You wanted to probably keep an eye on Connor Bedard in Toronto. Um, you wanted to maybe, you know, obviously watch the Monday Night Football game, Dallas Cowboys. Interesting. Um, you maybe wanted to watch the Phillies. I mean, it's been a heck of a story. It's impossible. Unless you're flipping through them and you're just catching this here, an inning here, a period here, or a, a couple shifts here, you're flipping back. You just can't do it. But it's fun at this time of the year, uh, for sure. I, I got to tell our listeners one story, uh, uh, Duke. So walk, uh, driving into the parking lot every morning when we come in, Duke and I arrive about at the same time, ballpark sometimes. I'll be honest, but Duke, I would say I'm here a little bit earlier than maybe a couple minutes, but not much. Yep. But so normally... Duke parks on, well, not normally. He parks on the other side of the parking lot. I have no idea why here at West Edmonton Mall. And I didn't see his truck when I pulled in for some reason. But I swung around. I was like, because there's a lot of spots open, obviously, early in the morning. I swung around, 
<laughs> and there was like caught in the headlights. There was the Duke walking across the parking lot. And it was almost like that scene from um, uh, Field of Dreams. You know, when uh, Kevin Costner drops off uh, James Earl Jones. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's caught in the headlights of that uh, old V-dub van. And then uh, James Earl Jones goes, Moonlight Graham. That was the only thing that was missing this morning. Because I I didn't, honestly, I didn't even see him walking across the parking lot. Just turn, and there was the Duke walking across right in the heart of the headlights. And that's all I could think about was uh, uh, Moonlight Graham. Uh, Great movie, for sure. Um, We're kind of getting our lineup together here, and the Duke is working on that as we speak. Uh, Text coming in. Oilers are nothing. Watched Welcome to Wrexham. That's from Harry. Uh, morning, fellas. Let's go Oilers. Corey, how about my Texas Rangers? Astros reign is over, and this is from Corey, which I see that he sent a text in last yesterday when we were leaving. Kevin, is there a loser punishment in your fantasy league? Well, there's enough punishment. We have to do uh, kind of shots, I guess. For consecutive losses, I'm at seven now. It kicks in after five, so that's three. And really, there isn't a hope in sight. I uh, There's a good chance that uh, global warming will be going, uh, well, going winless this year. And it will be the last year of fantasy football for global warming. See you later. Uh, what else last night? So we talked about that Leafs-Chicago game. And the one thing that caught my eye, so, you know, you're kind of doing some show prep last night and things like that. One of the headlines out of out of uh, Toronto was uh, um, Austin Matthews denied NHL history <laughs> for three consecutive hat tricks. So, like, people in Toronto really thought that he was going to get another hat trick? Really? Pretty good start. You know, he was on pace for, what, 246. Now I guess he's on pace only for whatever now, minus a third. Uh, Just confirmed, Jim Diamond, D-I-A-M-O-N-D, covering the Predators for the Associated Press as the uh, Oilers take on the Preds tonight. Uh, Is it a must-win situation for the Oilers? Man, don't want to be 0-3, do you? Going into Philly, uh, Evander Kane said yesterday, who knows, you could be coming back 500. Um, Jim Diamond covering the Preds for the Associated Press will guest with us at 7.20. It was a good conversation yesterday we had with Pete Weber talking about uh, all things uh, Nashville and how he came into the league and um, basically at the same time, you know, day one, uh, the floor level with the Preds. So uh, he actually had great, man, did he have glowing things to say about Matthias Ekholm. Everybody does. Uh, salt of the earth kind of guy. Top of the hour at 8 o'clock, Mark Spector on the mark uh, for Booster Juice and then Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff, our headliner of the day for Mr. Rooter. Now, do you think Frank went to the Phillies game last night, Duke? Any chance? That would be his third game, third Phillies game, I believe. What do you say? I'd say 50-50. I I think if you were to wait the chance that he's going either game one or game two, I would say 50-50. I don't think he's going to both, and I think he's going to one or the other. So... Let's uh, let's throw it at fifty fifty. I think that's a good number. You just pegged it at. So game two is tonight. Obviously, I I think he went last night. I don't have any intel on that, and it, I don't. I haven't really heard. You know, obviously Frank's on social media a lot. Doing. I mean, he's got. I mean, this is a guy that's connected. He's he's on everywhere. 
but he's it's not like he's sending pictures of you know on the parking lot of of uh uh, the link and things where he went to with his uh, son to the football game at Eagles and things like that. So, I mean, he keeps it pretty tight to the vest. We'll have to see what Frank says at 8 o'clock. Uh, 8.20, pardon me. How about at 8.40? Corb Lund, a country music superstar, and did the song, oh, man, how many years has it been now? It's got to be almost 15 years. Uh he did the song, and they put all the neat uh, things with Rod Phillips in, the Oils back in town. Uh, if you've heard it, I'm sure you've, any Oiler fan has heard it. So uh, we'll be playing that song. We'll talk to Corblund at uh, 8.40. Uh, 9 o'clock, hey, how about this? Grant Fuhr back in the seat again as our co-host every uh, Tuesday from 9 to 11. Uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds were in action on their uh, season opener Friday. Lost to Bakersfield Condors by a score of 3-2. to two. But uh, Grant will uh, check in to talk about what's been going on uh, with uh, Coachella Valley. And I'm sure he's got a couple rounds of golf in as well. So we'll have some open time with uh, Grant uh, after that. 10 o'clock, Bob Nightingale from the USA Today. Nobody covers uh, baseball better than Bob. Uh, we'll be uh, checking in after, well, 2 nothing Texas leading uh, Houston. Uh, man, the bats are firing for the Rangers. Uh, Nate Evaldi pitched himself out of a jam yesterday uh, in the fifth inning with the bases loaded, none out. Uh, struck out Jose Altuve to start things off in the inning. It was just simply uh, amazing to get out of the inning, and uh, we will check in with Bob. And then, of course, the Phillies. Uh, what can you say about the, the Phillies again? Home runs galore. Uh, Nick Castellanos, three, what has he got? Five home runs in three games. Five home runs in three games. No one's done that since 1977. Do you know who it is, Duke? I do not. Come on, Duke. 77. The Yankees. Reggie Jackson. Hmm. Mr. October. Great nickname. Uh, well, do you want to, Do you know the nickname that he gave himself when he went to New York from Oakland? No, I don't. Uh, I am the straw that stirs the drink. <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue quite as smoothly as Mr. October, oh, but still great all the same. But in sports history, and I'd like to get some comments from even some old, any, well, I'll ask Bob. Was there a better quote than Reggie Jackson? There's a documentary out on Netflix just called Reggie. You want to go, well, first, Duke, let's just take baby steps and get to the first one and watch the replacements. But go watch that documentary, Reggie, and you'll see a guy who... Um, not handled the media, that's the wrong word. Uh, he loved the media. He, uh, his quotes were uh, very from the heart. Uh, they were controversial. Um, he didn't like the media, probably. You could say that at the time. Maybe he likes it now in the documentary, it kind of seems so. Uh, anyway, then at 10.20, we're going to close out the program. Can it get any better than this? So we've got a Hall of Famer, Grant Fear on at... Uh, 9 o'clock, 2.11, but coming in at 10.20, his old goaltender partner, Bill Ranford, who is actually in Hawaii right now, sent me a text about 2 or 3 in the morning, said he's ready to rock and roll. Uh, Bill Ranford will guest with us at uh, 10.20, talk about, well, when Bill came here in 1988, had Grant as his uh, goaltending partner for a couple of years, obviously won the Stanley Cup in 1990 when Bill uh, won the Conn Smythe. So uh, that's going to be just an interesting, interesting conversation. So when we come back, we will check in with 
Jim Diamond from the Associated Press for our puck report. Uh, that's on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the uh, Puck Report, brought to you by Fountain Tire. Right now, during the Road Ready Sales event, you can save up to 25% on select tires and a bonus of $50 off any service until October 21st. You can book your appointment at fountaintire.com. Some restrictions do apply as we welcome in Jim Diamond from the Associated Press in Nashville. Uh, Welcome to the program, Jim. How are things in Music City this morning? Oh, they're they're good. It's uh, it's, it's always fun on a game day, and uh, I, I do want to congratulate Edmonton on on, on getting a, an all sports uh, radio station back. I know that was a, a mm-hmm. sad time for all, and, and uh, it, it's great to great to have every everyone back there. Well, thanks so much uh, for the compliment. It's been a wild couple of months, uh, even a bit less than that. But we're really uh, fortunate to have everything going here, and uh, really proud of what we've been doing. And uh, we're lucky to have great guests like yourself. So uh, I kind of laughed. You had a post about uh, your uh, when you were covering the uh, Predators home opener, your 23rd home opener, and you said uh, you started before at least four of the current Predators on the main roster were born. I guess, does that make you feel old, or does it make the team look lo- young? It, it, it does, and, and I have uh, 20- and 18-year-old sons, too, so when <laughs> I see their birth years, it's the same as some of the guys recently in the league now. It, that, that does make me feel old, but... Um, I, I feel fortunate to, to have done what I've, I, I've done for so long, and mm-hmm. uh, just to see the evolution of uh, not only the Predators, but, but just the way the NHL has, has kind of changed. I, w- I was I was joking with Barry Trotz after the game uh, the other night, Thursday night, about uh, you know just the size of some of the players that back when I started in the league, I'm, I'm six foot one ninety. You know, all the players were like six three, six four, two forty. And, and now, you know, I'm looking down on some of the players, you know, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, uh, 150 pounds soaking wet, just just, <laughs> just to see the evolution of the players and the, the skill of the game over that time has been, uh, it, it's been great. And, and, and I love the direction of the game. Well, for sure. Um, our guest is uh, Jim Diamond from the AP, uh, covering the Nashville Predators on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. So, obviously, I think the biggest uh, storyline uh, today, or tonight going into the game, the Oilers and Predators. The Oilers 0-2, Preds 1-2 and coming in, but the return of Matthias Ekholm. So, I would imagine you interviewed uh, Matthias uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of times uh, over the course of uh, his career there. He, I'm, uh, I'll just let you explain what he meant to that franchise and uh, his return tonight uh there's no question i couldn't even ballpark a number on it but um it, it's not only because of his longevity here it's because he is such a good quote he uh he doesn't sugarcoat things and uh t- tells it like it is in a and not necessarily a controversial way but he'll, he'll he'll give you good answers he has great insight to the team he he, he was a leader for, for many years w- with the predators and uh, I, I knew it was going to take a lot to, to get him uh, away from, from Nashville uh, for another team at, at the deadline last season, and that happened. But um, he, he's just a complete player. He has the, the, the ability to, um, you know, kind of change games in his own right. Um, you know, he uh, maybe unfortunately for him, but was playing under guys like Shea Weber and P.K. Subban and Roman Yossi who, who grab headlines. But, uh, Matthias Ekholm has been so good in in every phase of the game, all, all three zones of the ice. Um, as, as a defenseman, a big, big, rangy guy can play physical when he needs to. Um, he, he's 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 sorely missed here uh, by me. I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. 
uh, you know, just just how well he treated us and, and how, how how you know this to the game that he played. Uh, so so I think mm-hmm. I know Edmonton, uh, both the organization and the fans quickly realized last year how good of a defenseman he is, maybe just because he didn't catch some of the, the headlines that some of the other Predators have had over the years. Yeah, Jim Diamond's our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, what do you think? I'm sure they're going to have a big uh, uh, big screen, uh, you know, tribute and things like that. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be just a, a remarkable wave of emotions for him, and I think the fans are going to be just ecstatic to see him back. What do you think the, the atmosphere is going to be like at Bridgestone tonight? Oh, you're exactly right. The Predators do do those things very well, and they've had had some some over the years. Uh, you know, just just name I mentioned before. You know, like like Shea Weber, and then even Barry Trotz when he came back uh, with Washington uh, as as the coach there. You know, after leaving Nashville, so they 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 they, they find a good balance of the the on ice uh, product as well as a lot of the off ice things these guys have done, and yeah. I know. Uh, Matias was very active in the community. Um, you know, maybe not even when the cameras were rolling, he was doing a lot of things. So, um, so absolutely, I think th- they'll do it well. And, and uh, uh, I, I really enjoy these when when you know they show them because you can you look down and you see both teams are watching the boards. Uh, and then you know after the the, the production is done, they, they bang their sticks on the ice and, and, and against the, the boards and everything. So it, it's neat to see that. Uh, that players are actually in the game are are still paying attention to those those things because uh, guys like Matias are very important to to their teammates. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he, you talked about the uh, involvement in the community. As soon as uh, Matias and his family, you know, got to Edmonton, that was one of the first things that he said. You know, I want to be. You know, I think they spent most of their summer here. Uh, their third child was born here this. Uh, you know, in July. So. What was it kind of like? Um, how did how did the, that community involvement? Uh, how did the fans kind of take that in? And what was that like in the sense of how he was immersed in in the Nashville community as well? Sure, I, I know he was was very involved in in some of the charities uh, as far as uh, Nashville. Or the Predators are very involved with with Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. and, and I know uh, Matthias was was involved in that. And, and as I mentioned, my, my my boys growing up, the Predators. Uh, often send players to to just you know team practices and things like that, and they get out on the ice with with them. So uh, I know it's a big mm-hmm. uh, a, a big event for, for for youth hockey players to have have an NHL or come. And um, I, you know I, I'm, you know just kind of behind the scenes, I know there there are players that are an automatic yes to anything that the team <laughs> ever asks, and I know Matias is one of them. I know uh, anytime there's an appearance or. Uh, an autograph signing or anything like that. I know he he was always always willing to to, to jump in there and, and say yes. Well, I know that firsthand. Hosting a golf tournament for twenty years, uh, his wife was in the hospital, ready to give birth, and he said, "Yeah, I'll come, and if I have to leave, I'll leave." Uh, that was just this just July, and I, I was blown away uh, by it. Uh, exactly for sure. Uh, Jim Diamonds, our guest from the Associated Press in Nashville. So, what do you make of uh, tonight's? game as a whole i mean oilers uh up against it at 0-2 nashville off to a bit of a, a slow start so uh, your just your general thoughts on tonight's tilt uh i i know that that nashville may be the elixir for for any of the oilers woes because the oilers have had the predators number uh for, for the last number of years and and dry usually puts up three four <laughs> goals a game against the predators it, it's amazing because you can just 
you can just see it happen. Uh, I, I, I was remembering last year, I think he put up a hat trick, and, and some of the uh, Edmonton beat guys were, were talking to him after the game about his hat trick the game before, and he's like, well, I got, I got four of that game. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, th- there are some teams that, that just have terrible stretches against others, and, and the Predators and Oilers are, are, have just been one of those things forever. Because it used to be the other way. Pecorino used to mm-hmm. own a, a tremendous uh, streak uh, record against the Oilers, but uh, I think since since he's retired, that that's that's shifted the, the, the kind of the polar opposite way. So um, it, 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 it's it's always it's always interesting. There, there, there's always some excitement in these games, but but uh, yeah, as of late, the, the Oilers have just dominated the, the Predators in, in all the facets of the game. <laughs> Especially Drysdale. I mean, we were going to talk about that as well today, and I mean, I think he's basically a goal a game in 23 games, 22 goals, 13 assists, if that's correct. I mean, the stats, sometimes you look at them and you go, "Is that? can that be true? Uh, I mean, it's just crazy the the, 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 the amount of success that Drysaddle has had against this team. And there's no way you can put your finger on it, is there? No, and, and, and when you look at Nashville, which is kind of the history of, of solid defensemen and solid goaltending, um, you know, there aren't a lot of players that, that have just kind of body numbers uh, like that, but yeah, it's it, it's hard to it's hard to imagine you know how how dry settle. I mean, uh, other than him being a world class player, but uh, he he yeah, for just some reason he just he just seems to to find find the net and, and you know get an assist on every goal, even if he's not on the ice. It seems like he uh, he picks up an assist on on every Edmonton goal mm-hmm. against Nashville. But yeah, his his numbers are are out of this world. So uh, if, if if there's ever a slump that that needs to be uh, you know, gotten out of. I, I think the uh, the recipe is good for for Edmonton tonight. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, uh, Jim Diamond is, is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports uh, fourteen forty from the Associated Press out of Nashville. How has uh, Tyson Berry looked? How's the adjustment uh, been made since he uh, came over in the uh, Matthias Ekholm trade? Sure, he, 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 it's kind of funny that you know you've seen a guy in the league for so long. And you don't think a whole lot about him as, as, as you know, covering him as a visiting, you know, mm-hmm. you know, media member. But um, you know, you, you you see somebody who puts up big numbers, maybe in Edmonton with you know with Drysaddle with McDavid. And you're like, okay, you know, a lot of guys could probably do that. But uh, I think he he really relished the opportunity here in Nashville to to maybe make a name for himself. You know, not only on the power play, but but you know, in all phases of the game, um, he, he's he's fit in really well. I know, I know it was a huge adjustment for him. I know it was you know kind of a you know maybe a disappointment for, to some degree to go from a playoff team to a non-playoff team, but uh, but he's he's really looked good. And he's he's really fit in well and, and has has a lot of trust in in both the previous and current coaching staff. Um, and, and, you know, I've learned a lot about him just, just watching him because uh, he wasn't a guy that, you know, maybe I noticed so much, uh, you know, back in his, his, mm-hmm. his days prior to coming to Nashville, but, um, but, but he, he's a fun player to watch and, and he's, he's really steady. So I think, you know, he, he was, he was really one of the, 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 the demands of the Predators, you know, coming back from Edmonton. And I think there, there's a good reason they, they, they did some excellent scouting and, uh, you know, identified a good player that they wanted. You know, it's it's funny, Jim, when you mentioned um, how forthcoming and how such a uh, an honest quote uh, that Matthias Ekholm is. Um, you know, Tyson Berry is almost in that similar mold. 
uh, in the sense of you know what you're going to get when you go up and talk to him and uh, he speaks from the heart and he's well-spoken, he's articulate, uh, very similar traits to what uh, Matthias has here. So I, I guess as a, as a journalist, you're getting the same thing uh, as what you had, as what you are having right now in uh, Tyson Berry. What's the um, uh, transition, I guess, and for Barry Trotz been like? Uh, what, what do you think of the job that he's done so far? And it, it feels like a, a seamless uh, transition on the outside, but what's it like kind of covering the team to see the uh, change that he's made up to the GM chair? Sure. I think he, he was very involved even before the uh, the announcement that he was going to be taking over last year. He he was very, you know, involved with David, David Poyle and mm-hmm. all the, the moves that they made. And uh, even, you know, at the trade deadline, there were obviously a, a tremendous amount of uh, calls and, and trades being bandied about, um, you know, with the Predators and that they, they weren't likely to make the playoffs. So, um, you know, Barry's, Barry's got some skins on the wall. He, mm-hmm. He's got a Stanley Cup. He, he, he absolutely, uh, you know, knows, knows the game, knows the league, knows the players, uh, knows what he wants. He, he, want, he wanted to, uh, you know, change, change the, the makeup of, of the team. He, uh, in, a, in a surprise move, brought out Matt Duchesne's contract. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he doesn't lack confidence, and that's not not a knock on him. That that's you know he's earned it. So he he knows he knows what he wants in his team, and, and he's been around so long, and to have kind of that maybe that uh, apprenticeship year he had uh, last year with, with David Poyle, I think has kind of taught him some of the nuances. But um, you know he he brought in Andrew Burnett, who was an, uh, an original Predator as the head coach. So um, he he absolutely knows what he wants. He, he's 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 a brilliant hockey mind, and, and uh, you know I think it's going to take a minute to, to get some some things going and get get maybe some players to gel, just because the, there is a, a little bit of a difference on, on the roster. But uh, I think all signs are, are positive, and, and, and the fan base is really mm-hmm. excited about uh, about him. For sure. Uh, Jim Diamond uh, from the Associated Press in Nashville is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Jim, I kind of wanted to branch off and, and, and um, discuss a book that you you did with Brent Peterson a number of years back. Uh, it was called My Toughest Face-Off. Um, how did that come about working with Brent? And, and, and Brent has a lot, he's got so many connections out West here, obviously, you know, being in, in Portland and he's a Calgary guy and he was in Vancouver and things like that. But uh, for those of our listeners that don't know, uh, Brent uh, um, uh, got Parkinson's disease, but uh, battled through that while he was even an assistant coach in Nashville. But can you kind of talk about uh, how that book kind of came together uh, with the two of you? Sure. Um, you know, Brent, Brent, obviously I've been around him, you know, for, forever with, with the Predators here. Um, but, um, you know, in his, you know, later years and when he stopped coaching, he was still around and doing some broadcasting and community relations work. And um, Brent's the kind of guy you can just sit and have a conversation with and laugh, you know, you know, for till your stomach hurts. Um, and, and, you know, I knew he was getting bad prior to his, his deep brain stimulation surgery. And I said, you know, you know, Brent, you need to get some of these stories down on paper. And then you know, he said, no, no, nobody wants mm-hmm. to hear that or read that or anything. And I said, well, let's just write a chapter and, and see how it goes. So we wrote, wrote one chapter. I mean, this is a guy that's played for, for Scotty Bowman. He has just fantastic Scotty Bowman stories, as, as anybody who's ever been around Scotty has. And uh, it, it turned out really well. It, it, it raised some money for his foundation. And, um, you know, he, he was kind of like a proud father handing those out to, you know, teams and, and mm-hmm. players and, you know, former coaches who were players of his, 
uh, th- through the years, and he still does it. So uh, he, he's he's thrilled that that we ended up doing it, and I talked him into it. But um, yeah, but he's 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 really an inspirational guy. You know, uh, you know, a hockey player, a hockey coach. So you know, he, he's a fighter, he's a teacher, he's a leader, he, he's a mentor. And he's just an all-around good guy. I mean, we, you know, we, we talked about Matthias Ekholm. You can mm-hmm. talk about just about any number of people in, 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 who have played or do play in the NHL. But um, there, there, there's just so many good people in, in the sport of hockey. And, and something sometimes bad things happen to them. But um, it's kind of w- what they do or what you do to, to make make the best out of it or, or help you know raise money or raise awareness or, or educate people on things like that. And, that. and that's kind of the challenge that, that Brent took upon himself, and it, and it really worked out worked out well. Yeah, I can remember um, when he came, I think he either came to Edmonton or I was in Nashville with the, the Oilers, but um, Andrew Ference was with the Oilers, and, of course, Andrew played for Brent when he was in um, – Portland in the late 90s when they uh, had a great season, won the Memorial Cup, I think, back in that time. And, um, they did. Yeah, and um, Andrew Ference was, I think he was in the middle of a, of a scrum, and he saw, uh, he saw Brent kind of walk into the room, into the dressing room, and basically just stopped everything that he was doing, talking to the reporters, got up and like went over and gave him a hug. And, and I mean, it was just kind of an emotional uh, moment for sure. Um, when, when you kind of talked about getting, as you said, let's just do one chapter, how did that kind of uh, proceed into, you know, making a, a whole book, as, as you say, kind of jotting those stories down? Yeah, and, and just as a postscript to your, your Andrew Farron story, he, you know, when he won the Cup with Boston, he, he stopped and gave Brent a shout-out <laughs> in his post-game, in a post-game interview on TV. Like, mm-hmm. he was at the front of his mind, uh, you know, maybe the biggest hockey, definitely the biggest hockey moment of his life. Mm-hmm. One of his old, his old coaches from junior was at the front forefront of his mind. So yeah. that that tells you what an impact uh, you know Brent had, and and, and Andrew Ference was such a such, is such a great guy, mm-hmm. was such a great player and thoughtful. But but yeah, Brent and I um, actually are, are neighbors. We live very close to one another. So I just you know sat down with him, just talking like we always do, and had my little recorder out on the thing, and then and just you know typed it up into, you know, into a chapter form and, and then he liked it and he, he shared it with a couple of people. And uh, I think his wife, Tammy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of, kind of pushed him into saying that this is a good idea because, um, you know, it's like you, you just, some of these stories go away with people and, and, it, and it's terrible to have them lost. So get, getting things like this written down or, or it was important to me and, and to them eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, when's the last time you talked to Brent and stuff like that? Oh, he's still at the games. Yeah. He, uh, he said he, he still does some some work uh, for the team. Okay. You know, like uh, you know, if there are events or groups uh, that come to the games, he'll, he'll come in and talk with them on behalf of the Predators. So he's he, he's still around. He uh, if he's not on the golf course, he, he's, <laughs> he's at the rink. You know, again, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the game. Uh, just salt of the earth for sure. Um, hey Jim, Absolutely. yeah. Hey Jim, thanks for your time. We kind of went a little longer, but I mean, there, that's another guy you could just talk about for for hours on end. So appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, and I'm sure it'll be an interesting uh, pregame ceremony for Matthias, another great guy. So it should be a, a nice night for sure in Nashville. Thanks for uh, doing this today. Anytime. It was great talking with you. That's Jim Diamond from the Associated Press covering the Nashville Predators and our puck report brought to you by Fountain Tire. And once the weather hits seven degrees for seven days, hey, it's a good time to get your tires changed over. When we come back, we'll hear from Matthias Ekholm in his media availability yesterday. This is the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440.
All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, this is the Duke getting his BA fix in. Uh, just when you were thinking about uh, Leon Dreisaitl's uh, points and goals that we we're talking about with uh, Jim Diamond. Uh, so, yeah, he's got uh, only 22 goals and 13 assists in uh, the games that he's played. Uh, 23 games against Nashville. But if you look at the early part of his career, okay, go back all the way to 2014. Leon Dreisaitl played the Preds uh, three times in 2014, zero points. Uh, Didn't play them in 2015. Uh, 2016, two games had two points. 2017, played them four times, had one point. This all started happening in around 2018 when Leon started to go, actually, even, yeah, 2019, call it, when Leon started to go bananas on the Preds. Uh, the last game was uh, three goals, uh, sorry, two goals, three assists, uh, one goal, four assists, <laughs> just three goals, no assists. It's quite comical the way that he's been lighting it up. Uh, as mentioned, the big story tonight, though, Matthias Ekholm, the return to Nashville, 14 years, almost 800 games played, uh, went to the cup final in 2017, lots of memories, and yesterday, Matthias Ekholm uh, had this to say to the assembled Edmonton media. The Duke is ready to rock and roll. Here's Matthias Ekholm. Oh, the Duke's computer just shut down. The Duke is just, he's got, you know what it is? What happens, you know when you work work on a farm and you... Um, you know, you're, you got the pitchfork going and, you know, you're hauling bales. What happens is you get the pork sausage fingers and you don't, your fingers are just from all that hard work where guys, you know, you can't grab a bale. The, you can't get your fingers under the twine because your fingers are so fat from the hard work. And that's what's going on with the Duke. He's just punching buttons. Those fingers are hitting about seven buttons at once. The hardest working man on the Delburn farm. Uh, text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Buddy Baker, UC Saros to the Oilers at the deadline. Oh yeah, that's going to happen. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, what would you have to give back for UC Saros, who? Well, he's only one of the top goaltenders in the league. He's only locked up for two more years. Oh, I don't know. You'd probably have to give up. Uh, it would. You'd probably end up looking like uh, um, draft day Kevin Costner. I want my first. I want my first. I want my first. Uh, I want this. I want that. And I want all my picks back and my pancakes too. Uh, da, 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 da. Not happening. So, but it's a nice, nice dream. Oilers, Nashville tonight as the Duke is just working vehemently, getting those pork sausage fingers going uh, all over the map. Uh, what else we got to talk about today? Uh, Leafs lost last night, 4-1 to Chicago. Austin Matthews did not get the hat trick. Connor Bedard, no points. Uh, by the way, the Leafs, and we can t- talk to your Onion Lake big Cebolla buddy, uh, Duke, uh, the Leafs have given up four goals in the first three games for the first time 
since 1989-90. Hmm, isn't that something? Uh, one other hockey note last night that is sort of NFL-related. Uh, the Duke's favorite player, Troy Terry, went up to the broadcast booth with Troy Aikman because apparently he was named after Troy Aikman. And uh, they gave Troy Aikman and um, Joe Buck beautiful, beautiful Anaheim Duck jerseys. And uh, wasn't that nice, eh? Wasn't that nice, Duke? Have we got her now, Duke? Are you working on it? Uh, I am working on it. I had to send a quick text to our engineering oh, mastermind, Troy. It's that serious uh, of it, a thing. It, it, right as I was pressing play on the uh, audio file, the entire computer shut down. And now it's saying I need to, to restart it. I need to change the password. But the issue is I do not know what the old password is because this computer just virtually stays on in perpetuity here in the studio. Um, so as uh, for, for the foreseeable <laughs> future here, I have, don't really have access to anything uh, at the moment. But uh, I sent a text to Troy, and hopefully he'll have some answers for me. In the Troy's not, not here so yet. Distant. He's no, not but he's, here he's yet. always on duty. He's, Is he? Uh, well, yeah, he knows how inept I am, so he sees my name pop up. He knows it must be urgent. Well... Did you appreciate me calling you saying that you had pork sausage fingers or not? I do have pretty stubby little fingers. One of them I almost <laughs> removed with a post pounder a number of years ago, so it's like been surgically reconstructed and it's uglier than sin. Um, <laughs> but uh, they still function just right or good enough, I should say, not just right. But uh, yeah, they're they're far from delicate and uh, finesse. So you're not you're not going in. You're not a George Costanza going in, into the hand modeling. Uh, no, uh, e- even prior to my. If you want to call it an accident, uh, that was not the case and definitely not now. I'd be more likely to appear in like a, a, a farm safety commercial about what not to do because I've got scars all over them hmm. from incidents with, uh, you know, cracking your knuckles on spinning wrenches. And like I said, the post pounder thing, slicing up my wrist with uh, <laughs> knives, cutting twines off bales and things. It's, it's not a pretty scene. Oh, that's just, that's a shame. Uh, the Duke is down. Um, hey, what did you think about my nickname for your, your buddy, the big Cebolia? From I texted you know him. What that is? I texted him. You know what Cebolia, oh, big, you know what Cebolia is? No. That's Ukrainian for onion. Oh, okay. I knew it was there Ukrainian, but I didn't yeah. know what it was for. I'll, uh, I'll have to text him that one because I texted him yesterday saying we were giving it to him pretty good here wow. on the program. He's got to be uh, happy about. Well, well, he went pretty radio silent last yes, night as they lost to the Blackhawks, of course. Yeah. But. Uh, anyways, Oilers in Nashville tonight. Oilers 0-2 coming in. Uh, Predators 1-2. and uh, Yesterday, uh, when they had the media availability, a lot of the talk was about, um, you know, showing some desperation, showing a little urgency. We saw that, uh, obviously, in the first shift uh, against Vancouver on Saturday night. Oilers could have had a couple of goals on that shift. Uh, but now it's a matter of um, connecting some of those shifts together. Uh, when they got up one nothing early and the building was jumping and, and everything like that, you got a, an opportunity to string some shifts together, connect some shifts. Um, Might have taken the connects out of the game. You know, you pump another one home. Now it's, you know, you got, they maybe lose a little interest in the game. We'll see what happens tonight in Nashville as we touch, touched on off the top. So it looks like uh, Evander Kane will start the game with uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. What about the concern level of, uh, after two games, Connor Brown, uh, if this starts the way it looked at practice yesterday? Starting the game on the third line with Dylan Holloway and Ryan McLeod, which means Warren Fogle gets a little bump up to the second line with Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, see how that works out. Uh, text line one eight three three 
401-1440. Good morning, guys. This comes from Craig in Red Deer. Ooh. Uh, the former Roshep T-Bird, Connor Halley, will not be happy with this. Good morning, guys. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Justin Herbert is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. He owns a 500 record. Sincerely, Chiefs fan Craig in Red Deer. Ooh. Connor will not be happy with that. one 1440 is the text line. You know, another thing that happened, we're going to talk uh, with Grant Fuhr about this a little bit later as we have Grant Fuhr and Bill Ranford on uh, in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, Frank Saravalli at 8.20, Mark Spector at 8 o'clock. But uh, this day in sports history, great moment in, well, I guess it's Oilers history too uh, because a lot of his points were uh, produced when he was an Edmonton Oiler. Uh, but back in 1991, Paul Coffey became the NHL's all-time scorer among defensemen. 1,053 points at the time, 309 goals, had 744 assists. So he was in Pittsburgh when it happened. Uh, He ended up passing uh, Dennis Potvin for the all-time lead at that point. Now, since then, I mean, I mean, Coffey racked up another, I don't know, 500 points or so, uh, but was passed by Ray Bork on the all-time list. What, here's, here's one for our texters for the morning. What NHL record will never be broken? Because we're going to be talking about Alex Ovechkin. Um, I I can't see another defenseman breaking. Uh, Paul Coffey finished second, by the way, in all time. He's got 1,531 points. Ray Bork, 1,579 points. 1,612 games. Uh, Paul Coffey had 1,409 games played. But is anyone going to ever catch Ray Bork to be the NHL's all-time leading scorer amongst defensemen? Can't see it happening. It's not going to happen. Who's going to do it? The the player that's going to do it isn't in the league right now. Uh, Kale McCarr would have to rack up a point a game for the next thousand games just to be top five. That's how far back that Kale McCarr is. And that's how far ahead guys like Ray Bork and Paul Coffey are. Uh, the one record in my mind that will never, ever, and it will be, it's just impossible. Glenn Hall, 502 games. And look at this texture, just sends one in. 502 games uh, in a row that will never, ever be broken. Um, Corey the Fire Guy, maybe. Is that him? Yes. Uh, it's funny because I just wrote that down when I was looking at this uh, this morning. Uh, had a great conversation with Glenn Hall a couple of years back too. Man, that is a guy you just want to sit beside and listen to the stories. I was with uh, Glenn, uh, his son Pat, at uh, his great grandson's, um, I guess under seventeen now game, and it was in Stony Plain a couple of years ago. And man, just sat there for hours and talked and watched uh, hockey. It was a, a lot of fun. So. That is one record for sure that'll never be broken. I don't know who's going to break Ray Bork's all-time points uh, record for defenseman. Uh, when we come back, we will check in with Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet on the mark for Booster Juice. Before that, time for a sports 1440 update uh, brought to you by First Round. Watch NFL football at First Round Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the old pork sausage fingers himself, the Duke.